Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church, the church of a distant Christian. On the cross of Calvary, he made this profound statement, it is finished. That word, it is finished, means I have accomplished. Till today, the work continues. The fruit of the world is still being enjoyed by all mankind. God is still being honored and glorified through the finished work of Christ. And so as we examine the scripture this morning, we are trusting the Lord to be able to come to the understanding of the secrets and the spirits behind the finished work of Christ. It's good to start this way from one of the basic attributes of Jesus Christ which is simplicity. What do I call it? Simplicity. Okay. There is nothing complex about Jesus. Easy to understand. Easy to work with. Friends to the rich. Friends to the poor. He, he can relate with all okay, because he knows that he has come for all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He was at home even with the Pharisees. He has friends among them. Nicodemus. Hallelujah. Among the tax collector, he has friends among them. In fact, many of them. And because of the spirit that was driving his ministry, he was a friend to task collector, yet he distanced his ministry post from the post of the tax collectors. Are we together? They can't, they can't arrest any tax collector for corruption and trace the proceeds of the corruption to Jesus' ministry post. Yet he was a friend of many tax collectors. There's so much to learn about Jesus. The Gentiles were his friend. The Jews were his friend. The teachers were not his enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. So, what does that connote? The genuine Christian life is a simple one. And so let's make it simple. It's a transparent one. It's an honorable life. Because if we don't imbibe his spirit and we embark on his word, we will do it wrongly. So, the starting point, like I did mention last week is to first identify your type that will inform your style and of course once you can trace your type to jesus your style will also be the lifestyle of jesus so the genuine christian life is a simple one there is no complexity to the authentic christian ministry work so once you embrace the genuine simple life of christ you will discover that to the kind of work you will do in ministry, there will be no complexity attached to it. So, I recommend this simple formula. Imitate Christ and obey the Holy Spirit. Imitate Christ and obey the Holy Spirit. Of course, and certainly, the Holy Spirit will not lead you to go contrary to the provisions of the scriptures. So, anytime you are tempted to live your life or live your ministry in the direction that does not comply with the standard of the scriptures, then the Holy Spirit is out of it. It's another spirit. The Holy Spirit will not lead you to disobey the provisions of the Word of God. And so once you don't abide with the dictates of the Word of God, you will have so many inventions that you are living by. So, and if anyone should have a reason to live a sophisticated life, Jesus should. Philippians 2.5 Cancel us to follow the example 
of Jesus Christ, who in actual sense is on the same pedestal with God. And because it's on the same pedestal with God, is to be able to say, I will do things without God's involvement. I will act by my own self-innovation. But Jesus never did that. Though he was equal with God, he thought it not as a robbery to count equality with God as something to be seized. But he humbled himself. You see, from God, humility explains it. What is humility? Okay, humility is not timidity. Humility, okay, may, may reflect quietness, but quietness is not humility. Humility is obedience to God's standard. Compliance with God's word. That's humility. Jesus stayed dependent on God, obeying his work and replicating his work. And that was what he recommended to us as he handed the mandate to us too. The work that I do, do. Which implies the go out of version. Okay? The moment you consider the standard of God out of version, you're already into perversion. So my definition of perversion is considering God's standard to be out of version. And then you begin to employ your own human invention. And what you have in your hand is perversion. So the only thing you can get out of disobedience to the word of God is perversion. So Jesus stayed dependent on God, obeying his word and replicating his word. In John 5, 19, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself. And remember in John 15, he also reminded us by telling us that without him, we can do what? Nothing. Now, what was he doing? He was simply revealing to us the secret of his success. Okay, if you see me open the blind eye, if you see me raise the cripple, if you see me raise the dead, if you see me multiply bread and feeding thousands of uh, people, none of these things derives their source from me. That was what Jesus was simply saying. So he was not acting alone. He has a source. Verily I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. So to think you are sufficient of yourself means you will not be able to operate in the mandate to do greater for us to follow. Made us to know very emphatically that none of those things did he do by himself? Are we together, church? I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. So all he will just have to do is raise up his head. Lord, on today's duty, he sits the dead that is to rise, so is to be raised, or the cripple, okay, that is to be healed. Or today is sabbatical, no miracle today. And once heaven said no miracle today, ask him to come and heal a sick Lazarus, he will tarry. And everybody will be putting pressure on him. Okay? Come over. Lazarus, your friend, is sick. But he has peeped into the heavenly calendar that it is a day of no... Okay? Then, when eventually, <laughs> heaven give him a signal, sir, today is the day for raising the day. And Lazarus is already dead. He will rush there. And attempt to be made to stop him, he will say, I'm going there. You know, when eventually he decided to go to go and raise Lazarus, okay, they still, some people still there to stop him. 
They said, remember the other day you were there. They wanted to stone you while you go there. But because he knew that uh, that day, there's nothing like stoning any prophet on the heavenly calendar. He went there. Nobody stoned him, but he raised Lazarus. Are we together? So he stayed connected to his spiritual source. Then somebody stay connected. But what he said the father do? For what is soever he doeth, this also doeth the son likewise. Back to the prayer he taught us. Thy will be done on earth as it is in. So what is settled in heaven, okay, let it be made manifest on earth. You will struggle to do simple work, not even great work, okay, if your effort is to initiate the work from here. The work is to be initiated in heaven. All you need to do is to bring it down to manifestation on earth. That is why, that is why we pray. We are not praying to create miracle. We are praying to manifest the miracle that has been concluded in heaven. Are we together? So, mandate, as we mentioned earlier on, is about the authority to act in a certain way. So, there's always a prescribed way. So, we need to discover and learn the prescribed way, the prescribed standards. We should equally know that not all type and style of work will be acceptable to him. If that is the approach of Jesus. If that is the biblical pattern, we should know therefore that not all type and style of work will be acceptable unto him. The acceptable type to be carried out in his style. So the acceptable kind of work will be the one that is carried out using his style. Doing otherwise is abominable. Matthew 7 said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that dwell the will of my Father, which is in heaven. That was what Jesus lived all his life to do. You may be asked, what did Jesus came to do in the world? Somebody will say, he came to save the sinner. You are correct. Somebody will say, while he was here, he healed the sick. Somebody will say, while he was here, he so compassion. Somebody will take us to Acts 10, 38. Jesus of Nazareth. He was going about doing good, healing the sick, delivering them that were oppressed of the devil. You are correct. But to summarize it all is that he came to do the will of God. Hallelujah. All of those other things you will pick in isolation, including salvation, as the thing that Jesus came into the world to do, come under the bracket of doing the will of God. So when you commit yourself to doing the will of God, you will discover that at the long run, you have been able to do the greater work. So, but if you are the type that will want to dodge the word of God, you want to disobey the word of God, either deliberately, clandestinely, or whichever way, at the end of the day, you discover that you, don't, you will not be able to do anything. You want to do greater work, be sold out to obey God. You want to do greater work, commit yourself to becoming a slave of his will. You see, when you find a man that becomes master of situation and circumstance, what you will find at the root of it, like Jesus Christ, is that uh, that person has become a slave of God's will. And in thy name have we cast out devils. And in unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So, of course, what they have listed are the things that we will ordinarily consider as greater works. But because they were not done according to the style of Jesus, according to the standard of the scripture, because they were done probably independent of him, though done in his name, 
Even somebody that has gone to Babalao to collect charm to do miracle. Okay, when he's praying, he will still say in the name of Jesus. And you will be deceived to think he's doing it in the name of Jesus. It has to be done according to the style of Jesus because you are a breed of his kind. That is what will make it acceptable. Otherwise, make it abominable. So, the acceptable word must be credible. We are looking at the secret and the spirit of his work. So, the acceptable work must be credible and must equally conform with Christ's pattern. You will notice that in all of the miracles that Jesus performed, he did not perform miracles as dictated by fleshly emotion. He didn't perform any miracle as dictated by fleshly emotion. Rather, he performed miracle as made as may be necessary by compassion. Matthew 9.36 But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and was scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. In Matthew 14.14 And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved again with what? compassion towards them and he healed their sick. So the motivation is compassion. Nothing else attached. No string attached. But today many strings are attached to the reason we want to do miracles. Matthew 15, 32 Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to heal. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. So, compassion is therefore the reason Jesus did not commercialize his anointing. When you go to places where the anointing and miracles are commercialized, check it properly. Something big is missing. It's missing. And what is that thing? Compassion. The ordinary mind, when they are sick, the first point of call is the hospital. If they will now not go to the hospital, it therefore means that uh, there is a problem. It's either the hospital has tried and failed, or they don't have the resources to pay their medical bills. Such a person will now come to church. I want to see pastor, and they will give him form to feed. Okay, and he will have to pay a certain amount of money, consultation fee, to see a pastor. Too bad. What is it that is missing? Compassion. And these are things that are happening all over, and is uh, and is and is becoming popular. In the, in the name of repackaging and rebranding ministry. In the name of giving a corporate image to churches. These are the things I refer to as sophistication that we are introducing into ministry. And they are human invention. How did Jesus respond to the sea? He responded to them by compassion. So when compassion is missing, money will take the lead. And the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. Any ministry where money takes the center stage, all other manners of evil, okay, will become widespread. So, compassion is the reason he did not commercialize his anointing. It was purely about doing good and not selling goods. Hello, church. Jesus' ministry was purely about doing good, not selling goods. Today, we are selling all manner of goods. Sell the anointing oil, we sell the mantle. We, we even package the sand on our prayer ground and said, we build miracle pools that only the rich can afford to swim inside. And they call it pool of Bethesda. 
We claim to copy the scripture, but we are copying it to our own selfish end. When Jesus met that crippled man by the pool of Bethesda, the reason Jesus responded to him was because the man was poor. He did not have anybody to help him. Okay? Was it Jesus look at him and Jesus intervened in his situation? Passion, I say it again, is the reason Jesus did not commercialize his anointing. Everything he did was about doing good and not selling goods. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about selling goods. Answer me, church. Doing good. And healing all they that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So he stayed glued to God. Himself and God were all together. They were party party. Two, he did not perform miracles as inspired by the devil to satisfy his flesh, to gain unnecessary fame, nor to promote his ego. The first is that he did not perform miracles as dictated by fleshly emotion or inordinate ambition. So two is that he did not perform miracles as inspired by the devil to satisfy his flesh, to gain unnecessary fame, nor to promote his ego. In Luke 4, from verse number 1 to 13, we can read about the temptations of Jesus. How the devil prompted him to perform miracles to satisfy his flesh. How the devil prompted him to perform miracles to gain unnecessary fame. How the devil prompted him to perform miracles, to do gymnastics that can end his life, to promote his ego. Verse 1 of Luke 4. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. You see, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will not give you power. But if you are not the careful type, immediately you get the power. He will step in to want to dictate how you should use the power. Hello? So, it's not everybody that is doing the wrong thing in ministry that are using demonic power. Some have actually gotten the genuine power of God. But after getting the genuine power of God, they start to act according to the dictates of the devil who has clandestinely stepped in. For our Lord Jesus Christ, he was already full of Holy Ghost. You know, it, this incident happened immediately after he was baptized uh, by the river Jordan under the ministry of John the Baptist where heaven opened unto him and after that he went into the wilderness to go and pray and to fast and as soon as he stepped into the wilderness after receiving the power the devil came and wanted to be dictated to him how he should use the power if somebody learns something glory to Jesus so, the problem of some ministers of the gospel is not the problem of the fact that the power they are exercising is not genuine, but the abuse of the genuine power. Was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It was the Spirit of God that led him into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were handed, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Which power will Jesus use to turn stone to bread? The power of the devil? No, the power of God. But who wants to control that power? The devil. 
The devil will not hijack your potential for his own evil purpose. The devil will not hijack the grace of God upon your life for your own destruction. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, by, but by every word of God. Yes, this power that I have gotten, okay? The man that gave me the power gave me a prescription of how to use it. Hello? Many of you got the power, but you failed to learn the prescription. Hey, drug by prescription. Hey, can by power. Hello? It's like somebody who visits a doctor, and the doctor writes uh, the drug. And quickly, you jump to the pharmacy, you take the drug. You don't add. Do I use uh, two tablets uh, per day? Okay? Or <laughs> uh, two, two tablets uh, within eight uh, hour interval? Okay? For how many days? We don't wait for all of that. So Jesus understood the prescription of how to disperse the power. Is the reason the devil could not succeed. So and where do you find this prescription in the scripture? Are we together? Immediately, some people have some measure of anointing. They stop reading their Bible. And so it becomes so easy for the devil to hijack the grace of God that's upon their life for his own selfish purpose to the destruction of the person that has received the power. And Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil take him up into an high mountain, sealed to him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee. Sometimes we don't even realize that the devil is so simple to analyze and understand. His method never changes. Okay? Only that uh, the presentation, the repackaging, the same thing he did with uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden is the same thing he's trying to repeat with the second Adam here. He told Eve in the Garden of Eden, By the time you hit this thing, then you will be like God. When from the beginning, the scripture made us realize that God made Adam in his own image. Now, the devil was promising Adam or promising Eve what God has already made them. Here again, the Bible told us that Jesus went in the power of the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. The devil surveys again and is promising Jesus power. Hello? It is the same temptation many of us are falling for. You got born again. You have the word of God. You got baptized in the Holy Spirit and you can pray, okay? And somebody is still saying, come and visit an abalist for what again? Are we together? But because we don't understand the simplicity dimension of the operation of God, we go for those sophistication that are full of lies and deceit. Okay? Just because we don't say if you want to pray this type of prayer, okay? Put your head on the ground and raise your leg up. You think the prayer will not work? Hello? Just because we didn't say if you want to pray this prayer, go naked and walk to the road junction. Okay? You think the prayer will not work? Must, must we abuse your human dignity? Okay? Before you realize or before we help you spiritually. So, you take those people who abuse your human dignity to be the real spiritually powerful people. All these are lies of the devil. All these are lies from the pit of hell. Am I talking to somebody? All this power will I give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give thee. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be made thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, again, Jesus presented the prescription. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Nine. 
And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from end. Do something spectacular. Do something that will make people to, to respect you, that indeed you are a man of God. So organize some mystery around yourself. Organize some mystery around yourself. Okay? So that anytime you do your white handkerchief like this, okay, they will know now that yes, power is about to move. You see, miracles that you can predict may occur, but usually God is more glorified when even he takes you the man of God by surprise. Are we together? For it is written, he shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee. You know, he took Jesus to the pinnacle. By the time he's on the pinnacle, everybody will see him. And then by the time he jumped down, everybody will have concluded that this man is a dead man. And they get there and they find the man walking. You know, everybody will now accept him quickly as a magical man. Such cuts to recognition, such cuts to fame, such cuts to popularity. And in their hands they shall bear thee off, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Misapplication of scripture. Jesus said, No, I won't submit to that kind. And Jesus answered said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had handed all the temptation, he departed from him for his season. So he did not perform miracle as dictated by his flesh. He did not perform miracle to satisfy his emotion. He did not perform miracle to gain sudden recognition. Many of us will want sudden recognition. He did not perform miracle as demanded by men, but as commanded by God. Men will always want to push you to misbehave. They will put prayer on you to satisfy their own need. It doesn't matter to them whether you are you will offend the plan of God or not. John 7. Let me read from verse 1. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of Tadamaku was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciple also may see the work that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, this is the temptation that I face daily. Hallelujah. This is temptation that I face regularly. After I minister in some places and they will, they will say, Man of God, where is the location of your church? And I mentioned the location of the church. The next thing they will say is that, Oh, why that remote site? Are we together? Now, if my ministry is that important to you, then like the men of those days, we go and look for John in the wilderness. Then come and look for me in the wilderness. And of course, those who really need me, they come. Many that will not walk with, will worship with us regularly on Sundays, uh, on Sundays like this, they come Nicodemusly. They put down all their paraphernalia of office to come. Praise the name of the Lord. If thou do this thing, seal thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. When you find a man that is everywhere, 
Go and check it properly. Okay? He may not have submitted fully to the control of the Holy Spirit. A spirit-controlled man is not a man that is regular on the street. This time you will see me. Tomorrow you will not see me. Why? Because uh, I don't have a control over my life. It is the Holy Spirit that is directing. It's the Holy Spirit that is leading. So Jesus refused to be pushed to the street. He preferred the secret place where he will receive regular directive of the Holy Spirit rather than be pushed by men to the streets. He would have died earlier than he died if he was a man that always submit to the dictates or the wishes of the men that were around him. So he followed divine timing in every of his way. He told even his mother at the marriage in Cana of Galilee that he would do the needful but not outside divine timing. When wine was out and the mother ran to him, he said, wine is out, turn the mother down. Not that uh, she disgraced the mother. But sending a very clear message to the mother that I will act not under the dictates of men. I will act as directed by the Holy Spirit. Following divine timing, John chapter 2. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and disciple to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? My heart is not yet. And not too far away from that time, the hour came and Jesus responded. Are we together? So Mary was expecting that Jesus would have taken steps. Jesus would have done something about the situation. But Jesus was not getting himself involved. But eventually, when the hour came, Jesus stepped in. Somebody shout hallelujah. I have mentioned that of Lazarus. He did not rush to go and heal a sick Lazarus because the divine agenda was to raise a dead Lazarus. Are we together, church? He did not rush to go and heal a sick Lazarus because the divine agenda was to raise a dead Lazarus. Which one glorified God more? Raising a dead Lazarus and healing a sick Lazarus. But if Jesus had listened to the people that were pushing him, you know, they brought all manner of sentiment into the invitation. They did not just went to him and say, Lazarus is sick. Or a man, an influential man in Bethany is sick. They said, Lazarus, your friend is So it's deliberate. Hiding, you know, futuring the relationship between Lazarus and Jesus as implication. What was simply saying to Jesus that if I point you Lamore, or Nkulo, oh, the Dasi. Lazarus, your friend, is what? He's sick. And the Bible mentions to us that Jesus tarried for another two days. And immediately, <laughs> immediately he arrived at Bethany. Mary went there and said, If you had been here, Oga, That was what Mary was telling Jesus. But because Jesus will not act, According to the dictates of men, he will always look up into the heaven. What is it that is on God's agenda? And since he could peek into the heavenly protocol and discover that uh, <laughs> no, no, no healing of the sick is taking place in, uh, in Bethany. What is to take place in Bethany is raising of the dead. And even that one has to come two days after. So he tarried. And immediately Lazarus died. Jesus knew it. He said to the disciple, now let us go. Eh? Lazarus uh, is, is sleeping. Let's go and wake him up. Praise the name of the Lord. Can you see simplicity? Demonstration of power that I am in control. People may see it as death. 
But to me, death is not more than sleeping. Okay? I will not even go there to go and tap him. I will only make a call and he will come out. And by the time he got there, Lazarus! Come forth! If you know the way they used to, to embalm the dead in that culture, you will know that this is truly a miracle. They use swaddling cloths. Not like here where you have a spread of cloth and then you, you know, it's a spread. Praise the name of the Lord. And that loose it all over Lazarus and came out. Because Jesus was acting according to the divine agenda. So he did not run to go and heal a sick Lazarus because the divine agenda was to raise a dead Lazarus. Can we read that in the scripture? John 11. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with the, her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So these are the reasons why Jesus must respond immediately. Because this is a family that has been very supportive of Jesus' ministry. Anytime Jesus is visiting Bethany, the issue of what they are going to eat and drink is not a problem. As soon as you get to that family, there is a matter there, a matter there that will be running around to make sure that food is ready for Jesus to eat. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Anything will fail and will say, I son. Come and demonstrate the love practically. We have had you heal the sick all over this place. This man is more entitled to it than others because he has invested into your life and ministry. When Jesus had that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard thereof that he was sick, he moved there quickly to be the next priest. Are we together? The Bible says he loved them. He heard that he was sick. Naturally, if the best miracle, the devil should get prepared to receive the biggest disgrace. When the devil thought he has done the worst, Jesus stepped in and reversed the situation in the favor of the family of Lazarus. Whatever the situation you are passing through that look like the thing is totally messed up, my father will step in and the miracle will be outstanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So, the mandate that we have to do the work is to do his type of work, not any kind of work. And in doing it, we must do it without deviating from his style, his method. The work of God cannot be done anyhow. Hello? There is a how to doing the work of God. You, you must learn how to do it. There is a purpose for doing the work of God. Your purpose for doing it must align with his purpose. Jesus was never in ministry for what he would eat. Hello? So, our purpose for doing the work must constantly align with his will. I conclude by saying, the Christian life is not an initiative of man. The Christian life is not an initiative of man. It should therefore be imitative of Christ. Jesus said, I will build my church. He was very possessive about it. It is his church. Are we together? And what is that church? That church is not the structural building. That church is the individual Christian life. Are we together? That church is the individual Christian life. Therefore, the Christian life is not man's initiative. It is Christ's initiative. So, 
it should therefore be imitative of Christ. In everything we do, we should imitate Christ. In that situation, we find ourselves, we should ask the question, what will Jesus do? How will Jesus react? What will Jesus say? How will Jesus respond? So, the simple Christian life is a life that is imitative of Christ. Because the Christian life is not an initiative of any man. Hello? The Christian life is an ideal life, patterned after Christ. So, it must not be subjected to the ideas of men. Father, help us to live to please you. To live to do your will. To live to fulfill your mandate upon our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jehovah God. For we pray in Jesus' name. We believe you'll be blessed by the ministry of this message. You will do well to be the doer of all you've heard. For further inquiry and spiritual help, contact this number 080-356858882 or worship with us at Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church, adjacent University of Ilorin, Teaching Hospital, Okiosi Ilorin. God bless you.